you're putting too much pressure on yourself to perform like making it work that energy of let's make it work make it like we want to say we're all in energy and we're going to make it happen but make it happen and being all in doesn't mean you have to constantly be making it work because then you're not making time for yourself you're not making time for memories and your family and you're not making time to make money you're just making more mistakes and making more misery for yourself this is one of the most common mistakes that so many make business owners side hustling sisters it's not just business but in, even in just in life itself i see friends and family do it all the time too focusing way too much on the results rather than the experiences they're they're having right now we lose sight of the presence that we're in so let's burn down that bullshit right now in this episode if you're tired of the boring business coaching bullshit out there and the mindset woo that doesn't really work and just leaves you feeling even more lost in outer space, well, my mystic sister, you have finally landed in the right place. Welcome to the sorority with Jessica Mystic, the podcast where we ditch the brain shame and learn how to manage that creative, multi-passionate, magnificent mind of yours. That's right. I'm going to help you cash in on your creativity and chaos through mindfulness and creating cash habits that work while building the most beautiful and abundant life for yourself. With weekly integration activities and my proven manifestation methods, we are going to help you go from feeling unstable to becoming unstoppable in your life and business. I am so grateful to have you here, Sistar. In this community, we are going to rise and shine together. On that note, let's go make some magic. Hello, my mystic sisters, my fellow creative and multi-passionate souls. It's your host here, Jessica Mystic, your favorite starseed soul sister that's going to cheer you on and love you as you are while helping you go all in on your life, your dreams, your business, so you can make the most out of your life and business with mindful magic and cash habits to help you manifest more money while making more memories and still cashing in on all that creativity and chaos so you can create the life that you truly deserve. I'm setting this old belief system of yours on fire today. We are saying goodbye to making it work. All right. Ramming shit in just where it doesn't fit. If you're stuck, like... Think of it like a stick when you ram a stick into the spokes and then you're wondering why you keep falling flat on your face and you're just not fucking getting anywhere and everything's so difficult and you feel so broken. It's because you're being so forceful and you're not having fun. You can't be all force with no fun. Think of what happened in the bedroom, right? Just gonna just gonna get sore. Shit doesn't work. You have to leave room to explore appointments, clients, working out, school, extracurricular activities for your kids, like all that shit. If you're soccer mom and dance mom and hockey mom and whatever the fuck it might be, get places to be, shit to do, people to see. Since we are such manic multitaskers, we're always wanting to get ahead, which is actually making us spiral more, but we're in this drive of if I keep doing more, I'll get more done and I'll feel better later. But that's not actually how it fucking works, right? Or maybe you're just really distracting yourself with all these extra multitasks as a form of procrastination because you're doing something that feels better than what you should be doing right now. I see you. I see you. I fucking know you because I've done it. Like I am you. I get it. Making more of a mess and like 
it's like the doom piles, right? We make these piles and then we stash them away. And then we're left with like all these fucking piles of shit we got to go through. When you're making more of a mess, it's because your idea of cleaning it up is so much more endless and so much. So it's so overwhelming, right? So we keep making more of a mess because we kind of just accept defeat. And like, well, if I just keep doing this, I'll have time for this later. But that's not how it works. It just keeps piling up. And then we keep spiraling. So let me ask you this. In those moments when you finally find time for you or yourself, either by choice or by accident, whether the kids are at your mom's or at a friend's house or they slept in for an extra hour or whatever it is, when you have all of a sudden a magical hour of time to yourself, do you glitch the fuck out? Do you not know what to do with yourself in that moment? A con- Like a list just begins to scroll in your mind's eye of all the things you should or could do with yourself. Your body is just screaming. Your nervous system is like, oh my God, I just want to take a nap. I just want to chill the fuck out. I just want to rot on the couch <laughs> like a big bump and just stuff my face with food and do nothing. I just want to, I want to, it's not like you don't want to be alive, but you just don't want to exist. But at the same time, you want to get your shit done. You want to get ahead. So you feel lost and you're so overwhelmed with this choice of relaxing or getting ahead and being productive that in this gap of time that you've been gifted, it's that classic analysis paralysis where anxiety just starts to rise. The clock is ticking. You haven't done anything. You're not getting ahead. You're not doing anything that you want to be doing right now. And all this time is being wasted. Like we, we have this, I don't know about you. I say we, because I assume that you're kind of like me, but I have like this, I've had to work through this a lot where it's like, you never have enough time. Time is so fleeting, but I really struggle with that because the control freak in me, I want to hold on to everything. That's what creates that hoarding, right? We want to hold on to memories. We hoard every card, we hoard everything and we try to hold on to everything so tightly, but then we end up fucking forgetting it all because there's so much shit that we can't even see the stuff that we're trying to hold on to. It's just buried, buried in these doom piles and drawers and closets of shit that we've been collecting and holding on to so tightly. And then the moments are gone. Just like that block of time you had, it's gone. And then we feel the doom and gloom. It's gone. We can't get that back. We've wasted our time. It's gone. Just like money. Get a little frivolous, spend some money on yourselves. The shame and guilt seeks in. It's gone. It's gone. We always anchor into like what's missing, that lack, that shame. It's gone. I fucked up. This is one thing I've fallen into over and over and over again, especially with my creative chaotic as fuck creativity cycles. Like they come on strong. (laughs) They are a force. I am a manifester. And I don't just mean that in the sense of making shit happen and manifesting money and magic and calling in my cosmic cash. No, this is like, I'm a manifester by human design. I started looking into this last year and I found it very interesting how cyclical my creativity is. And I always felt shame for not, not being able to keep a consistent flow throughout the year, but I learned how to work with my nature, with my energy. I burn bright. Like I burn bright. And I have a tendency to fixate and hyperfixate until I burn the fuck out. Fully burnt out. I was like, even last May, I was the last time I was in the hospital for burning too bright. It was in May. And I'll never make that mistake again. I thought I was actually having a heart attack. I was driving my car. I was talking to my mom. 
And all of a sudden, I couldn't feel my hands. I couldn't feel my arms. I was starting to black out. And then the anxiety kicked in, which made it so much worse. And usually when I had a panic attack, I had like a tightness in my chest or I can't breathe. I feel my heart pounding. But this was different. I thought, I'm dying right now. Or I'm going to get in an accident. I was on my way to pick my kids up from daycare. And I started to think, I'm not going to see my kids again. So I was burning too bright. I was doing too much at once. I was in pain. I had a lot of inflammation. That pain was then also attributing to this because trying to sit in the vehicle and drive, my stomach hurts so much. This stress is such a dangerous thing. When you are living and operating in that energy of I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, that pressure you're putting on yourself, that's making your cortisol levels rise. On a physical measurable level, your cortisol levels are ruining you. They are they are cancerous. Stress gave me cancer. I should have learned this lesson, but I still fall into it because that's how my brain works. That's the way I'm wired and I have to be mindful of it. This comes from the old stories, my military upbringing, performance, performance, performance. All the years of like trying to prove myself in the tattoo world, performance, performance, performance. Performance is productivity. Productivity is worth. Without work ethic, I'm worthless. And those are the things I constantly have to remind myself that it's okay to make space. It's okay to breathe. I am safe when I'm not creating. I'm safe when I say no. I need to protect my peace. This is what really led me to create ways that make the most of my time and schedule without that supernova effect. Because it is so dangerous. You don't realize how much you're poisoning yourself with this this false belief of of productivity and that it's like toxic productivity. It is a poison in the back of your mind that is leaching through your physical body. So I want you to do a little bit of a self-check and reassess this. This is what led me to create and develop the time hacking program, which is this program is what my free masterclass is. I actually decided to offer it for free this month. And if you haven't signed up, here's a good reminder. You should go to my link in bio or in the show notes or wherever you're going to find this link. You want to go to that link in the show notes and you want to sign up for that free class because if you are feeling this way, if you if you can relate right now, you need to learn how to time hack and make that time for yourself. You should do that now so you can stop falling into the same ticking time bomb bullshit and suffering from the too much to do disease. It is slowly killing you. That shit is deadly. Don't fucking kid yourself. We are always fighting the pressures of the ticking time bomb. It's a constant countdown to the next thing. And as a multi-passionate mind, it's even to have multiple things in a day, if they're not all in the same creative energy or the energy of your day, that ticking time bomb effect applies to like, I have an appointment at two o'clock. So do I have enough time to go from this and like switch my brain to go into this? And then we put more pressure because we don't know if we can go from this to that, or if we've overcommitted or undercommitted, or like when you make plans and you're like, shit, I don't feel like doing that anymore. And then we have that panic leading up to that thing that we have to try and prepare ourselves to go to that would have been joyful if we didn't try to fit it in. Sound a little familiar? It's not your fault. Why don't you give yourself grace for a second? Because this is totally fucking normal. People don't talk about it being normal. People talk about like, you need to go to therapy. You need to get medicated. I mean, yes, granted, if you struggle with 
a diagnosis, if you're on the spectrum or ADHD and those are routes that help you, of course, absolutely explore that. But mindfulness, regardless whether or not you seek those other things, mindfulness is going to help you save your sanity. Now, you can get help from others, but if you don't take the time to be mindful with your energy and your time, if you don't take control of your time and your energy, you are going to explode. Where you place your energy is where you place your power. And you don't want to blow the fuck up. But I want you to know that it's not your fault and it's okay. This is one of those core stories we all grow up with. We can't be late. Productivity pays off. Gotta work hard. It's almost like we work harder to prove ourselves because we do operate a little bit differently. We might feel like an oddball and we're trying to prove ourselves in some capacity that doesn't align with us. And then that just adds to the fucking pile. Not to mention the unrealistic ideals as a woman in today's society, or I mean, not just women in particular, could be anybody, but I relate to myself and a few other mothers I know and some students I've worked with where we have this unrealistic ideal of maintaining a home, raising a family, building a career and a business, and still trying to find ourselves as the individual on a spiritual level. It's like that saying, right? It takes a village to raise a child. When I was in mom groups, it bring, reminds me, a village to raise a child. Well, first of all, where the fuck is the village? Because it doesn't really exist. They're like online Facebook groups, but there isn't really a village. Some of us don't have family to look after our kids. Some of us don't have other options. We just, we're just doing it all on our own. I've built my two businesses without a lot of extra help. Like my mother-in-law has helped. My mom has helped a little, but for a long time, my mom didn't live here. My father's on the other side of the country, but our parents are older and we don't have an option for someone to just watch our kids all day while we do our shit. And I want to be involved with my children. So it takes a village to raise a child. Well, that's not really, it's not really available to us. And why the fuck isn't that preached more in business? Our business is our baby. Whether you're, you are a mother in the traditional sense or not, whether or not you have young kids at home or grown kids at home or no kids at all, your business is your baby. And if it takes a village to raise a child, it takes support and community and help in order to build and grow and scale a successful business. You're not meant to do this shit on your own. It's not designed that way, not successfully without burning the fuck out. How are you going to have time to play and do all this other shit if everything falls on you? And I know it feels like that way, especially in the beginning when you're trying to find your way and you're brand new. But this is why even if you are new in business and you're listening to this or you're starting a business, you don't know how you're going to do it. Don't focus so much on the how right now. I want you to focus on finding your people, finding your one person. Starting to build a community is so important. This is why I created the sorority, this podcast, this YouTube channel. And this is why I've taken it a step further and have built the sorority Mystic Sisters group coaching membership. 
we are constantly under the pressure to perform, to progress, to keep our shit together, and sometimes very blindly find our way through making tough decisions, big investments, and then overthinking the shit out of every single thing and feeling fucking terrified that we're going to fuck it all up. That fear of failing, falling on our face, wasting our hard-earned money, our our spouse's hard-earned money, our family's members' hard-earned money, putting ourselves into debt and not making it back. No one understands the weight of those decisions, especially in the beginning, the doubt, the hard days when we second guess everything we're doing. I did the same thing. I opened the school. I I got the space. I leased the space in May. I opened the school in July. And I was so proud of myself that a month of opening that school, I had the same spiral. I started second guessing everything. Should I have done this? Now I'm spending thousands more a month on this space when I could have just had a solo room. But I had to anchor into the energy of why was I doing it? Because it was exciting and it was fun. Why was it exciting and fun? Where was the room to play? Well, this was my space. I get to decorate it. I get to own it. I get to show up how I wish to. I get to build whatever dream and vision I do out of this space. I get to help others create, explore in another level outside of just online coaching. There was excitement there. I had room to play. And when I felt this doubt, you know what I did? A, I hired a professional business coach because we all we all need someone in our corner. And I was in coaching containers. And I made sure I traveled. I went to masterminds and surrounded myself with other people that made big, scary moves. I had support. I had someone to talk to. I joined group coaching membership so I could see other people and humanize what was happening behind the scenes in my business. Creating these connections allowed me to build friendships. Now I can actually have conversations and coffee dates with people who understand me. I found a new way to play that was still productive and still helped me support myself. No one knows how lonely it feels as an entrepreneur, especially like in the beauty business. Everyone puts on a brave face, get all dressed up, doing our thing. We're in the beauty business, presenting the best version of ourselves. We want to look hot as fuck, like we're doing great. And we feel like a bunch of fucking imposters while we're doing it too busy worried about making other people believe that we've got our shit together when really we don't it's okay not to have your shit together it's okay it's okay to play and have fun everyone takes their business so fucking seriously but they alienate themselves in the process because there's this false belief that we have to perform and do everything on our own or it doesn't mean anything When you realize that no one understands you or why you're so obsessed with your business, you start to feel ashamed for always talking about your business and promoting yourself because we shamelessly need to show the fuck up if we want to sell because selling is the oxygen of our business. We need to sell in order to succeed and survive, but we don't realize how much energetic work there is there and how to set our business up simply and to show up as our best selves out of service so that we can back up those offers. If we aren't having fun and it feels like shit then we feel shitty and we have a hard time conveying the energy that we actually want in our business part of my branding is to be bold be bold to be bold to be colorful to be fun because everyone when I started it was the same thing it was like okay we're going to be rose gold and gold we're going to be Jessica Rabbit lash artist and P- lash and PMU artist 
and then we're gonna, and then we're gonna, and then I, I felt like I had to have days where I need like a makeup artist so I could make videos and like show up a certain way in my content. And then I was like, fuck it. I just want to be goofy. I did some lip sync reels. I picked music. I liked some of it was trending. Some of it wasn't, but I had fun with it. When I started having fun with it, I saw that growth. I had more connection. People say, Oh man, I saw your thing. And it, they, they got to know the real me and bringing that authenticity led to my rebrand led to me building my business up from a space of play and having that play is what took me from 3k to consistent 8K, to then consistent 10K, to then smashing my six figures in less than, I think it was like 10 months where I've hit my six figure goal. And I surpassed it. I actually hit it. Didn't even know I hit it. And was like, oh shit, I actually made 26,000 more in less than the year because I made space to play. This is why it's so important to find others on your level others that are growing, growing that sphere of success and having that support and that that space to celebrate as you grow. Because celebrating is fun. Getting dressed up sometimes is fun. Going to conventions, feeling, feeling a certain way, feeling like you're on your high vibe without feeling fake as fuck. This is where you find other like-minded individuals. You don't need everyone to be on your level, but you're going to find a few fucking people that are, and it's going to light you up and you're going to feel seen. You're going to feel heard. You're going to feel like you're a part of something bigger. It takes you away from just feeling like you have to do this for your, your bank account, for your business. And it becomes more, it grants you space to actually evolve and be yourself as you become this next version of yourself. Isn't that what it's about to be anchored in your purpose and to experience this life and to lead and impact through your existence, through your business, to create from a place of purpose. Giving yourself room to explore and feel supported as you go through that inner work and gain the clarity that you need to rise above, to truly shine, to truly shine and celebrate all of the challenges you walk through as you grow. Instead of falling into that story where we, you know how we say we have to be, we have to push through the tough times, yeah, push through it. Well, I mean, it can be true, especially when you need a good shove to keep the momentum going, like those days where we're kind of dragging our feet, we're feeling really heavy and like unmotivated. But this comes from like that pressure you're placing on yourself when you say you have to push through. You have to make sure you're careful with how you, how you imply that or how you have the intent behind pushing through. Are you pushing through like a helpful, push through, like nudge you through it so you can come out the other side better? Or are you coming from like this pressure to perform? When I was tattooing, it was more about people pleasing and performance rather than the deeper rooted purpose was a healer. I'm a healer at heart. I tattooed people to connect with them. The clients, the clients that gave me the most pleasure when I was tattooing, the ones that gave me room to play and create for them a true piece of art for them. I was gifting. It was an act of service. I'm a gift giver and I was able to do so an act of service. I was just falling into that love language of giving. I wanted to have my intuition flow. Like I would create pieces. I would psychically tap in when creating artwork. And it was a process. I didn't just bang shit out. I would do two or three versions of things for people. And to draw something on average, I spent six hours at home prepping for a client, which, you know, honestly, 
Many could do an hour or two, but for me, it was out average six hours because I would almost meditate on it. I would tap into that person. I would create these pieces. I even had clients come and be like, oh my God, like this piece, that ring you drew on that hand, that's my grandmother's ring. That's incredible. Like I never told you about that. And the things I would pick up and the things I would create, there was so much more to it than just showing up and being my glorified photocopier version and tattoo itself. I could do that too, but the more I did that, it wasn't aligned with me. The more I was forcing myself to perform, to show up, I, I felt like a glorified printer and it wasn't the same. I didn't like when I didn't take joy in my work because this is permanent shit and I want to have joy. And even the small tattoos and texts, they're still, I like doing script. I like doing signatures. I like doing memorial pieces. I like doing celebratory pieces. But when I was doing stuff that wasn't aligned with me or fitting people in that weren't ones that weren't the right energy for me that I shouldn't have been working with, it was a struggle. It was very draining. And I started to resent how something I loved so much became more of a job and it wasn't, it wasn't working for me. It was, it was such a struggle and the struggle of trying to prove myself, make a name for myself and fall into all that traditional bullshit that comes along with the tattoo industry side of things, especially when I was scaling and growing and learning. Things are a little bit better now, but I mean, there's still, there's still a definite uh, culture in the industry in some regard. So I'd like you to start thinking, instead of thinking of our goals as deadlines, Think of like your day or your week or your monthly outline. I like to say outline because it's not all written in stone. There's always flexibility. We can always change. You can change your fucking mind at any given time. That is the beauty of being a creator. <laughs> you are the creator of your own life. So instead of thinking of deadlines, I want you to think of it as like your money-making roadmap. And you'll, I mean, when you plan for a trip or a journey, right, you get your roadmap. Are these, okay, we all Google our maps now, but I want you to think of like old school where you go buy the yellow book from the gas station and you look at the map and you're planning your route. I used to have to do that for my dad when he was driving across Canada and stuff. We get our, our maps. I was the, the navigator. But even if you are on Google, you might see all these little things along the way, right? You're going to look up reviews for stops you want to make or things you might want to see or experience but it doesn't mean you have to speed through it. You don't have to hit the highway and miss all of the fun shit on the side. You're a multi-passionate mind. You take joy in squirreling. That's, we do enjoy squirreling. We do. We like to find all the small wonders there are in this world, discovering all the little roadside oddities, right? Like We like to push ourselves off the edge. So instead of pushing through, I want you to think of yourself pushing yourself off the edge. This doesn't mean like you're going to jump to your death or anything. It might feel like that sometimes. But when you feel the thrill of that free fall, knowing that you're safe and supported and you're going to come out the other side, you're not just falling to your death. <laughs> when you push yourself over the edge, like when you're in rock climbing. I remember this very clearly because I, I love rock climbing, but I really hated rappelling. Like it should be fun to come down once you've been to the top. But when you do the ones where like you don't actually climb up the top, you just go up the stairs and you have to climb over the edge and rappel down. I don't know if you ever had to do that. But it was like something we had to do in our excursions with school as kids. Pushing myself over that edge took every single thing in me. I was dead terrified to go over that edge. It's just like climbing down a ladder. I also am dead terrified trying to climb down a ladder. You should see me try to climb down a ladder. I suck at it. I can climb up a ladder, but I can't fucking get down it. <laughs> I'm better off to just like push myself off the edge and jump down. If I can't jump down, it's the most awkward thing to watch. 
Seriously, I'm going to post a video on that in my stories. But when you push yourself over the edge, when you push through that fear and you go over the edge, that crippling fear where you're just like, I'm going to fucking die. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, I can't do this. But you already got up there and you have to do it. You don't want to be embarrassed by not doing it. You're just like, hey, just fucking do it. You repel. You go over the edge and you repel your way down. You actually have fun. It actually feels good. And once you do it, you realize how easy it is. It's not even hard because the hard work was climbing up the goddamn stairs, getting to the top of the thing. All you had to do was go down and come down the other side. We get so worked up that we don't realize how easy it is to actually just have fun with it. And you want to try it a few more times. When you're younger, like look at my toddler. He climbs up high shit and just fucking gives her. He even broke his finger when he was one because he was jumping off a table at daycare. Like no fear. But all the stories and the pressures we put on ourselves. That's where the fear starts to creep in. And we're really good at trying to talk ourselves out of shit. So if it's something that excites you, I want you to act on it before you talk yourself out of it. Because that's where you're going to find that energy of play. If you're excited, fucking go for it. Act on it before you talk yourself out of it. Give yourself time to explore. Time to immerse yourself in the experience of this journey. Why not? Why not enjoy something? Enjoy the process. Experience your trip or take the take a trip take a class enjoy the journey i used to dread travel like it was such a waste of time i went to like survival mode it's like a lot of anxiety for me to go anywhere because i have a lot of limited food food is a big thing for me i'm very limited with all of my allergies and what i can and cannot eat and travel can be very difficult but the last time i went to la i found ways to work through that and actually, was I was so excited about going. I focused on what I was so excited about instead of like the dread of what travel would be. And you know what? I actually had a good fucking trip. The travel wasn't that bad. I was fed. I was fine. I was safe. I got to experience the lounges. We make ourselves sick by putting pressure and expectations and we were, we just, we, we drown out the possibility of play. So we, I really want you to tune in this year. If anything in 2024, abundance is coming to you. Just know that. But the more you focus on play, the more you're going to get paid. This is why I started doing more money walks. Last year, I started taking my morning walks and movement to get out of my head. To get out of my busy fucking brain and into the moment. But it didn't start that way. You see, originally it was out of this. I hate. I was going through a really bad phase during my body dysmorphia. It ebbs and flows. And I was in a really shitty point. And I'm like, I need to work out. I hate the way I look. I need to go for morning walks. I need a morning workout routine. I tried working out from home. And I it made me feel worse about myself. And then I started doing morning walks, but then I started resisting to do it because it wasn't fun because I was being, I felt like I was forcing myself to do it. I was forcing myself to work out because I was doing it out of hatred for my body. But when I started doing them as a form of nature bathing, as a ritual, as a form of calling in abundance, listening to affirmations, grounding myself, I listened to gratitude meditations and affirmations. I listened to money affirmations. I listened to abundance walks, walking guided meditations, shout out to Tiffany. 
I listened to lots of different things that would help me lean more into the moment. And I slowed down. Like I can walk around that lake in 10 minutes and I would feel like, oh, it's not enough. I need to work out. It needs to be 30 minutes. It doesn't. I can do 10 to 15 minutes. That's fine. I can also slow down. I'll meander. I'll be walking. I'm like, oh, I'll see this really, there's like some pine trees and I'll just go walk amongst the trees and bathe myself under their energy. I'll go find random trees that I can walk under and bathe under their energy. I nature bathe and I take joy in it. I explore as I walk. I wander with wonder. And when I started doing that, I began to crave them. That's how I set up space for myself in the day. Slowing down, making space, holding space for myself, allowing myself to wander, meander, to go at my own pace. Some days I walk really fast. Other than that, I might want to slow down. There's no timer here. There's no ticking time bomb. Take in your surroundings. The way I would take in, I would take in nature, looking around at nature, the way the air smells and feels. I'd reconnect with the earth under my feet. Was it crunchy? slippery sometimes I would go slow because I was scared of falling walking on the grass instead of walking on the path oh my gosh right it's so vital especially if you're a starseed like me to reconnect with this body with this plane of existence to marvel in the expression and expansion of abundance and creation around us right now if anything today I want you to take this away I want to end it with this. You are a part of this design existence. Let's make these I am statements. I am part, I am part of this divine existence. I have been created for a purpose to live this life fully as I am. I am as potent and as powerful at creating and co-creating with the universe, with God with goddesses. I make a difference in this world through my creativity, through my gifts, through my passion. My work is divine. My thoughts are my higher self communicating with me, guiding me with intention to share my gifts with the rest of this world. My creativity is my purpose. I am creative. I am powerful. I am creating experiences and opportunities for others and myself. When we make time to play, we get inspired. Inspiration feeds our creativity. It gives us life. It puts the pep in our step. As we walk along this path of self-discovery and aligning more with our purpose and our work, building our business that makes a difference. Having a bank account that supports our way of living, our family, to create more opportunities for others. The more I make, the more I can share with the world. The more we play, the higher payday. So how are you going to play today? What is it you've been wanting to try, but been putting off because you're too busy with other important things to do? So I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to prioritize play. Play feeds all top three categories 
from that previous episode, your profit, your productivity, and your personal growth. So I want you to do an AI exercise, that actionable intention. I want you to integrate this and take an inspiration day. That doesn't, doesn't have to be all day. You can fit this in at any time. Take a money walk. Do an abundance dance. Wander in wonder. Discover, dream, explore your surroundings. Craft, go to the craft store. Walk around, get inspired. Look at shit. You, don't even have, you can pretend to load your cart up with a bunch of shit and then put it all back. I don't care. You can peruse Amazon, do the same thing. I do it a lot, but I find this is more effective. If you just go out, go to a store, go look at something. Go to Shoppers Drug Mart or whatever drug store you have and go look at nail polishes. Look at the names of them. Go look at things. Get inspired by something. Something will be exciting. Something will be cool. Something you're going to see. Go do something that's out of the norm of what you're doing right now or planned for yourself. Like a spontaneous inspiration side quest. I want you to take a picture or a video doing this, actually. And I want you to tag me. Share it in your stories. Tag me on Instagram. I want to see what you're doing on this. I'm going to call it the spontaneous inspiration side quest or like your play day. Show me your play day. It can be a five-minute thing. It can be an hour you take for yourself. If you have a day off and you just want to meander and maybe you go for a drive, I don't care what it is. I want you to tag me and show me what you're doing. And what comes to mind right now, as you're listening to this, if you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments. If you're listening to this, take a pen and paper. What's coming to mind right now? What's something fun that you would want to do? What's something you could just randomly go do? Could be a random word that comes to mind, like field. You want to go to field and scream. I don't know what it is, but just what's coming to mind? What do you want to do? What do you want to explore? What do you want to look at? I want to go for a walk in nature in one of the parks here. I haven't done that in a while with the kids. Last night we went for a walk and we listened to the owls. We walked around the lake in the dark and we listened to the owls and they thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. But I want you to see the eyes, see through the eyes of a child, like your inner child, your children, whatever it may be. I want you to just explore with wonder because so much passes by because we're so fixated on what we're not doing yet and what's not feeding our productivity. So drop your declaration of discovery. What are you going to discover? Where? What are you doing? Declare it. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? I want you to share it in some way. I want to know what it is. Whatever's coming to mind. I want you to listen to that little voice, whether it's in the back of your head, maybe it's in the in your heart, maybe feeling in your belly. That fluttering of butterflies when you're like a kid and you get really excited about a ride you want to go on at the fair. Chase that high. Get addicted to joy and the pursuit of happiness. Because that's where you're going to start seeing all the shit that's there available to you happening for you. Just lean into it and help another sister out. Help another sister get her spark back by sharing this episode. Share it with a friend or family member, a business BFF, or just another busy mama that needs some fucking reminder to, to find fun again. Another side hustling sister or whatever, whomever you think could benefit. Help the world find more fun, to have more play days so we can cash in on those higher paydays so we can continue to have fun and explore and create all those memories and experiences and make more impact. Money is energy. And if you're not in the energy of inviting fun into your life, taking things too seriously, you're cutting yourself off. This life is not meant to be lived to meet deadlines. You're meant to live a human experience and actually experience joy while doing it. Go fucking play. Stop taking everything so seriously. I want you to play. 
let's lead one another to show up in the energy of joy and receiving as we lead ourselves to discover and unlock all this incredible life has to offer. If you love this podcast, be sure to follow, rate, or even give our sorority a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, you can even subscribe to the YouTube channel. Better yet, share this episode with your BFF or another business bestie. Not only will you put a huge smile on my face and fill my soul with pure joy, but you're also going to help show others that there's real value here for them too. Not to mention help build our community. Much love, many blessings, and shine on, sister.